Hi, welcome to the cottage. We are a lively outpouring of an exciting adventure into God's riches and glories in Christ Jesus. We really work to activate an excitement for the kingdom of God as it is in the now until it comes into its fullness. We invite you to our sessions to explore the heights and depths of God's love in a fuller bandwidth. I'm Dr. Ken, the pastor of a small independent church seeking to return to the Lord's zeal in times where apathy and lethargy rule the day of the complacent. We try to shake things up and offer a temporary home as we travel this sod until we reach higher ground and connect into the everlasting life from above, here on the earth as it is in heaven. For more information, you can email us at thecottage at dken.cc. That is thecottage at dken.cc. Hi, welcome back to The Courage. In this episode, we are dealing with Peter and preaching to the Gentiles in Acts 10.38. Going about doing good and how Jesus went about doing good and then he went about getting us so that we could go about and do good. And I hope this message will inspire you to go about and do some good. Hallelujah. So tonight we're going to continue with, uh, you know, Peter is preaching after Jesus' resurrection, many messages in Acts 10. Uh, he's at Cornelius' house. And this is the message that God gave the Apostle Peter to the first Gentiles at Cornelius' house in Acts chapter 10, verses 34 to 37. It says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he feared him and worketh righteousness and is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word I say, you know, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. And here we go. Our verse tonight. How God, what is it that Peter is preaching to the Gentiles? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. This is the gospel that Peter preaches to the Gentiles, to those who are unfamiliar having gone to Jerusalem, to Judea, to Samaria, and then it says in Acts 1.8, to the ends of the earth. And he is here at Cornelius' house. God has commanded him to go there. And how does he describe the gospel here? That Jesus was anointed by God, that God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. And what did Jesus do? Who went about doing good. And the title of the message tonight is going about doing good. As we know, the world is waxing worse and worse, but that the rest of that verse says that we still are to be godly. We are still to be godly, as I taught you earlier. And so, why? He's healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. That same God that was with him is the same God that's with us. We have the same Holy Ghost with us in us, promised to us. So we've been talking about that, how 
At Easter time, we talked about the family and how this morning we talked about how God was going to raise up the dead of all and how Abraham is to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. He goes on in verse 39, and we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him, God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. They ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And we did that last Wednesday night, right? Jesus was cooking breakfast. And what did he have for breakfast? Do you know what Jesus cooked for breakfast? Did you know Jesus cooked breakfast? Well, yeah. So what did he make for breakfast? Do you know? And? Fish. You're, gonna, you're getting ready to have fish. That's what Jesus cooked. Disciples couldn't catch any fish. We talked about that Wednesday night. Get all that fish. But he was cooking his own fish. You forgot Wednesday night. You forgot Wednesday night anyway. He's cooking fish. They're looking for fish. He's like, I already got the fish. Anyway, we talked about the fish. He ate with them. And he commanded us to preach unto people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead, the living and the dead. We talked about that this morning in Ezekiel. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Jesus is going about doing this, but then Jesus says, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world, but he's not in the world. He's at the right hand of the Father. And he has entrusted us to be, Matthew 5, the light of the world. A city on a hill that cannot be hidden. To shine into this present darkness. Now, when he's talking about going about doing good, it reminded me of Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, when God finished everything and God saw everything at creation that he had made. And behold, it was very good and evening and morning and the sixth day. Reminds us back that Jesus has come to reverse things and bring it back to when Adam and Eve were initially set to be over the earth, including the fish. Okay? He gives them power and authority. Read verses, we did 26 and 27 this morning in the service. Now read 28, 29, and 30, and he gives them dominion even over the fish of the sea. Okay, but everything God did was good. Then everything went off track. We got off the rails. And now Jesus comes about doing good. But he's gone. And he said, now you're going to go about and do good. You're going to share this gospel. And so I believe it was Wednesday night that dad was praying about our outreach. And so we need to be thinking about how we can be witnesses of this Jesus and how we can speak into. Even though it's waxing worse and worse, that doesn't mean that we do not bring about the good. Jesus has said in Matthew 8, verses 16 and 17, When evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out spirits with his word. He healed all that were sick, that it might be filled with the spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our firmities and bare our sicknesses. He is 
taking everything at the cross, but he's also taking it in his ministry. He was taking it on and he was dealing with it. He was dealing with it even before the cross. He was dealing with it in his ministry. And we often go to Paul to learn about the church and ministry, but we don't often look at what Jesus did and what he commanded his disciples to do. When he sent out the 10, I mean the 12, when he sent out the 70 or so that represent the 10 nations of Genesis 10, when he sent out the 70 in Luke 10. And so we have this idea of how Jesus sent them out to do good, to preach the gospel. In Luke 4, 18 and 19, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to who? To the poor, to those without, to those who don't know. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of the sight of the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, to preach the jubilee. The jubilee. Jesus brought the jubilee where everybody was set free. Everybody was to be set free. Jubilee was once done every after every seven sevens. In the 50th year was the jubilee. After 49 years, everything was supposed to revert back to the way things were. It's this idea of resetting, like you reset your phone when it doesn't work. You reset your phone. Sometimes you just have to turn it on and turn it back on. Turn it off and turn it back on and it'll work. Sometimes you have to take it and say factory reset and erase everything, but then it starts working again because it gets jammed up with stuff. That's a reset. Taking us back to the beginning, taking us back to Genesis 1, taking us back to what God had intended. Jesus is tackling the evil of his world and he's making good out of it, which is what Romans, Paul says in Romans 12, what to do. What to do with evil. Turn evil into good. Luke 9. And he called his 12 disciples together and he gave them power. Here it is. And authority over all the devils to cure diseases. And he sent them out to what? To preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Here it is where he sends out in chapter 9. He sends out the 12. And they go about. I don't know if you've seen that program on TV called The Chosen or Not. I think if you've got one of those smart things, you can get uh, The Chosen Channel on it. And you can watch it. They have all, their own channel. And you can watch all three seasons. And they depict this where the disciples go out and they're like, they what did we just do? <laughs> they had no idea. Why? Because it was all done by the Holy Ghost. They weren't, they, he said, Jesus told them, you don't have to worry about what words you're going to say. The Holy Ghost will give you the words to say. And you will say. Amen. They have no idea what they're doing. You don't have to know what you're doing. You have to know to whom you're doing it for. Because he sent you. But you can do. You can do. By that Holy Ghost. And again, Luke 10, as I said, after these things the Lord appointed, other 70 also, and sent them two by two before, before his, excuse me, for his face into every city and place whither he himself would go. He sent them ahead. We keep talking about Jesus is coming back. And yes, he is. There's no doubt about it. But he sent us ahead. Not the 12. He sent 70 others. And those 70s represent the nations listed in Genesis chapter 10. There were 70 nations listed in 
Genesis chapter 10. And among those nations they're listed in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Ghost fell and 3,000 people got saved. And those people that were at Jerusalem go back to their homes scattered all over the Mediterranean Sea, those 70 nations, and they preached the gospel to the nations. That was the problem at, at Nazareth. When Jesus went to Nazareth, they said, okay, you're a hometown boy now. Show us some magic. And he didn't do it. He said, why not? He said, because of your unbelief. They couldn't believe that Joseph's kid's doing all this stuff. They couldn't believe it. Not possible. But he said, you know what? In the days of Elijah, all those people that had to go through that famine, that drought, and yet God took care of who? A foreigner. In the days of Elisha, how many lepers were sick? And it was Naaman, a foreigner that God healed. And so Jesus was letting them know that he's trying to reach everybody. Now we got the gospel in here, but we need to let them know out there. Because he's sending us first and then he's coming. So we got to do what we're called to do. In verse 21, that same chapter, Luke 10. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit when the disciples, the 70, they came back. Other 70, not the 12, other 70, they came back. Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, Father, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, as thou revealed them unto babes, even so, Father, it seemed good in thy sight. Not only is Jesus going about doing good, but he's getting his 12 to go out and do good, but then he's getting these 70 others. Moses had his 70. Moses is having a little difficulty. His father-in-law showed up and says, you're not going to make it. <laughs> you need help. And the same spirit that was upon him, Moses was put on 70 others to go do the good. And Jesus goes about doing good, but then he sends these out to do good. And he's sending us to do good until he comes to do good in thy sight. Acts 4.9. If we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole. They saw when Peter and John were going into the temple. We did that in Sunday school. I showed you the gate, beautiful gate. Those of you here in Sunday school saw the beautiful gate. In Acts chapter 3, Peter and John are going to their morning prayers. Just like they always do, to the temple, to pray. And what happens? The beggar says, and what has happened? Peter says, silver and gold I have none, but what I have I will give you. The good that God has given me. Now they're investigating in Acts chapter 4 9. They're trying to see who's done this good. Who has done this good? They're trying to investigate. We need to be going about doing good because there's lots of people sitting outside the gate beautiful, but they can't go in. They can't come in here because they think they're ugly. We have to show them God's goodness. They can come in by the blood just like we did. Amen. They're sitting outside the beautiful gate, but they can't come in. They need you to extend that hand, the same hand we talked about that was upon Ezekiel this morning. When the God reached down his hand to Ezekiel and says, I want to take you up higher. We've been talking about climbing higher. The same hand that Peter reached out. My hand, I'm going to give you my hand. 
It looks empty to you, but I'm telling you, it's filled with the Holy Ghost and the power of God. Because you're not ugly. Come in. Come through the beautiful gate. Boy, did he go in. He pranced in there. He's dancing. He's going crazy. As the deer pass. He's jumping through there like a deer. Through the sanctuary. Because he was ugly. And then he encountered the goodness of God. We have to let the world know about the good. The good news. Verse 10 to 12 it goes on. Be it known. You want to know about the good? Let me tell you about the good. <laughs> Here it is. You want to know what happened? Be it known unto all and to all people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you, ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead. Okay, we've had Easter Sunday. Now what? Even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby men must be saved. Hallelujah. This is what happens after Easter. Okay, we've had Easter. We spent all this time getting to the temple. We spent all this time. Now what? Now we need to be going about and doing good. Jesus went about doing good and then he went about getting others to do good. Isaiah 42. Isaiah 42. Prophecy. Talking about this. Behold my servant who I uphold, mine elect in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him and he shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He's going to bring them what they need, justice. He's going to bring it to the Gentiles, even to them. And that's how you and I are saved. Paul went to Philippi, the first church in the West. And from there, it spread all the way to us. 2,000 years later. Matthew 12, verses 18 to 21. Behold, my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, and whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him. Here it is in Matthew. And he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not strive nor cry, neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed shall he not break. He said, I will heal the brokenhearted. And a smoking flax shall he not quench. You know what a smoking flax is? It's the very last of the fire. The very last of the candle when there's nothing left and it's that last. And then it's gone. It's the very last. And then the flame is over. He says, even him will get you down to that last. And he will raise it up just like we talked about this morning in Ezekiel. He will raise, give life to the dead. Even at the very end, when you think there's nothing left, a smoking flax. Till he send forth judgment unto victory. I heard you playing that, right? Victory in Jesus. Didn't you play that tonight? I thought I heard you. No? Sounded like it. I thought you were playing. I don't know what song you played before the service. And in his name shall Gentiles trust. I had victory in Jesus on my mind. I don't know what she was playing. Okay. Oh, you can't. That's what she can't do. Well, bless God. Robert, where are you at tonight? 
Put it up on the screen. We want victory in Jesus. Let's go on. Victory. Victory. They need victory. We got it. They don't. He's blessed us so that we can be blessings. And Hebrews 13, 16 says, But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. You may not quite catch it in the King James, so I grabbed the ESV here. Do not neglect to do good and to share. That's what it says there. To share. That's what that word meant over there in England 500 years ago, okay? They wrote the King James. They did the translation 400 years ago, but they used language from 100 or 200 years before that. So if you can't quite catch it, it's do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. And even if you have nothing like Peter, <laughs> you still got the Holy Ghost and that's enough. Amen. Even if you got nothing. So as I said in Romans, what does Paul teach us at the last verse of Romans? When he goes through all this discussion, he says, be not overcome of evil. Yes, the world is waxing worse and worse. But be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. You can overcome evil. You can overcome the evil. The evil is devil. (laughs) Okay? You can overcome the devil. The evil. You can overcome. It's waxing worse and worse. Of course it is. But that doesn't mean that we sit back. It means that we get up and do more. Because God will do what I said. That God gave us the word, what we preached, what we saw this morning in the word in Ezekiel 37. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 28, you all know it. For we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. Good. He will take it and turn it into good. Joseph. This comes from Joseph. When his brothers did all that wickedness to him, they were to kill him, but God protected him. End up down in Egypt, and no matter what happened to Joseph, he added. Everywhere Joseph went, he added. He was a slave, but he still was the best slave. Accused, put in prison, but he was the best prisoner. Everywhere he went, he added value to everything he did. All Joseph did, as much evil was vomited upon him and vomited upon him, he just did good. I will not return your evil for evil. I will not do an eye for an eye, a tooth for tooth. No, I will just be good because my God is good. That's it. That's where we get this passage from. Because when Joseph was in power and his father passed away, the brothers were scared. Now what's he going to do? He's, he's running the whole world, <laughs> that, that part of the world back then. I mean, he might as well be Pharaoh. He's going to kill us all. He said, what you meant for evil, God turned it into good. What they do for evil, God can turn it into good. Going about doing good. Psalm 45, verse 7 says, Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of godness above thy fellows. He's anointed Jesus above thy fellows. And yet that same Jesus that God chose, because no one else could do it, 
That same Jesus has chosen you and me. And he's taking us from our evil so that we might do his good. We are the chosen. We are the chosen. In Acts 4 again, verses 25 to 28, what did they do? Goes on to preach. Who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen raise and the, the rage and the people imagine vain things? Quoting Psalm 2. The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth, against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together. All of them were against him. And what did he do? Call thousands of angels? No. He did good. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. For to do whatever thy hand and thy counsel predetermined before to be done. God doesn't change his plan. God's not going to move and God's not going to change. But he certainly is willing to help you change. Amen. So that you can be on his plan. Want to change plans? Tired of Medicare? Is it called Medicare? What is it? Medicare? 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 Tired of that? Which plan do you want? Do you want this plan or that plan or what plan insurance you want? Plan? Jump this plan, that plan? Listen, you can change plans. You don't like AT&T? God says, I got a plan. And I've never changed. It's the original plan. It's the same plan. It's always been planned. Everybody else has their choice of this plan or that plan and they want to do this and they want to do that. God says, get on my plan. Get on my plan for the good. Notice that last phrase there. For to do whatever thy hand and thy counsel determine before to be done. We're still going to get this done. Still going to do it. We're still getting this done. You're going to do that and you're going to do that. and you're, Even if you fall, he's going to raise you up. He will raise you up. Even if you get on track, he'll bring you around. We went through all that. Hallelujah. Going on in verses 29 to 31. Acts 4, 29 to 31. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Again, they did it to Jesus and now they're doing it to us. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. That's what they prayed for. Again, the same people that wanted him dead and they killed God are after us. What did they pray? To be delivered? No, to speak more boldly God's word. By stretching forth thine hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done in the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. There we go, there's that shaken. Remember the shaking we talked about this morning that happened? When God raised those bones and gave them life and the whole place shook. These people prayed and shook. The place was shaken. Why? Because they stirred up. They stirred it up, the power of God. Where they were assembled together and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. Isn't that exciting? This is the map that he has for us. That Jesus did it, then he passed it on to them and they passed it on to others who passed it on, who passed it on, and then we have it. So what are we doing? We got to pass it on. 
We got to pass it on. They gave it to us. We got to pass it on. Pray for that boldness to be able to pass it on. That we shake this very world with our prayers and let them know that God is coming. What's the Holy Spirit? Jesus said the Holy Spirit coming to convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and the judgment to come. Judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. We've got to let them know. No matter what they do to us, no matter what threat, no matter what evil comes, no matter how wax and worse and worse and worse it gets. I keep telling you, go back to Mr. Miyagi. Waxing worse and worse. Danielson, waxing worse and worse and wax off. They wax on, you wax off. You do good. They throw their punches, you boom, boom. Wax on, wax off. He had no idea what Mr. Miyagi was teaching. Listen, they had no idea what Jesus was teaching them. They're like, no way. He told us everything and we didn't believe it. Hello. <laughs> we have more than they got. They didn't have everything. John hadn't written Revelation yet. They, Peter, I don't even know if Peter ever read the book of Revelation. He didn't have what we got. Amen. We got it. What are we doing with it? We got to pass it on. Father God, I pray for boldness in our midst. The same boldness here that's talked about that shook that place. 2,000 years ago, later, let it shake this place. That we be shaken. And we go out into this world filled with your boldness to speak against all that's waxing worse and worse to bring about your good. Help us to go about and do good as Jesus commands us because it is good in your eyes, Father. It pleases you for this goodness, the good news to go out and go forth and do what you called us to do. Help us to be what you want us to be, to be Christ, the light of this world in this present darkness. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. You can find out more about us at dken.cc. That's D-K-E-N dot C-C. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you.